0: everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Tara Chu, a Vietnamese living abroad dreamer who wants to share her thoughts with the world. The ability to find your purpose and contribute that every day, I think is the most meaningful gift you can do. So sit back, relax, and let's start our discussions. So what is mental health? First of all, I think we need to understand clearly what does it mean when defines mental health, potentially towards a majority of public audience, the true definition of this term is still somewhat vague, and a big jargon from daily life or experience. According to mentalhealth.gov, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress related to others and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. Many factors contribute to mental health problems, including biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history of mental health problems. So probably your next question would be, why do we need to care about it? Now go back in the history of time, we can take a look at the view of Buddhism. It is a philosophy of life expounded by Gautama Buddha, Buddha means enlightenment one here who lived and taught in northern India in the 6th century BC. The Buddha was not a god, and the philosophy of Buddhism does not entail any theistic worldview. The teachings of the Buddha are aimed solely at liberating sentient beings from suffering of both physical and mental forms, with the famous belief of reincarnations, the concept that people are reborn after dying. In fact, most individuals go through many cycles of birth, living, death, and rebirth. A practicing Buddhists differentiate between the concept of rebirth and reincarnation. In reincarnations, the individual may recur repeatedly. But in rebirth, a person does not necessarily return to earth as the same entity ever again. He compares it to a leaf growing on a tree when the wintering leaf fall off. A new leaf will eventually replace it. It is similar to the old leaf, but it is not identical to the original leaf. After many such cycles, if a person releases their attachment to desire and the self, they can attain nirvana. This is a stage of liberation and freedom from suffering. There are three trainings of practice. These three consist of number one, sila, which is virtue, good conduct, and morality. This is based on two fundamental principles. The principle of equality, that all living entities are equal, and the principle of reciprocity. This is the golden rule in Christianity: to do unto others as you would wish them to do unto you. It is found in all other major religions as well. The second one is Samahi. Concentrations, meditations, and mental development. Developing one's mind is a path to wisdom, which in turn leads to personal freedom. Mental health development also strengthens and controls our mind. This helps us maintain a good conduct. Third and last one is Brajna. discernment, insight, wisdom, and enlightenment. This is the real heart of Buddhism. Wisdom will emerge if your mind is pure and calm. As the world is being innovated and going through both manufacturing revolutions and technology revolutions, I think humans have lost more contact with understanding what it is and having that as an essential part in daily life especially growing up as an Asian and having Buddhism as my main religion. I have never been taught about what it is, what does it mean and how to practice it beyond the core value of not killing living creatures or consuming animal flesh. The other aspect of Samahi and brahma is completely out of daily discussions. We do not have a clear definitions, even from our parents' grandparent generations. It is also understandable that the limited access of the word knowledge and information impacts from major wars in Vietnam, French and American, that their main focus in life is making a living, putting food on the table for the family, it's so that mindfulness is not the main concern in life, when you still need to think about how can you feed the children tomorrow, and that's carry on for many years still. The pros from this is that they drive economy growth, a supreme hardworking young workforce. That is you're willing to take everything and be genuinely putting 100% of their effort in it. At the same time, the cons are parents, families will not look at mental health as priority since time, money and essential goods are the most important ones. People are flushing through the river of life like racing horses, rushing to catch the next trains and being right on the office desk with a simple bread coffee breakfast on their hands. And I used to have that life throughout my 18, early 20s too, like a mayfly burning herself to the luxury, glorious vision of the light and exhaust from it. Which leads me to constant anxiety, stressfully triggered and doesn't know what is the true meaning of life. I fall down to depressions, loss of sleep from my own chaotic loss, struggling to find the meaning of living, my purpose and what makes me feel full, alive. to train your mental strength and resilience in difficult situations. I would say it's a unique enlightenment path for every single individual, and I'm happy for all if you can find a useful way that works for you. From my audience who have not and want to observe on different methods, I will share my own journey of two and a half years practicing mindfulness. It's taken from the famous philosophy of Robin Sharma, Your Mindset, soul set, and Bodyset. Now first one is meditations, for your mindset. I started practicing meditation two and a half years ago. The reason why I started because I'm easily triggered, as I mentioned earlier, with anxiety, nervous and drowning in tons of negative thoughts in my head. It was extremely challenging for me in the first 3 minutes to still and focus on breathing. Yes, 30 seconds is doable but three minutes, 3 minutes is not an easy game, I feel you. I couldn't make it right for the first 2-3 weeks nearly give up but then when I, real, I I understand meditation is not meant to completely shut down your chain of thought or try not to think about it but rather seeing your thoughts as different clouds slowly passing by and your mind is a sidewalker observe the cloud, note it and let it go. Your main purpose for meditation Daily practice should be about strengthening your awareness, acknowledge your emotions, be in the know for each moment of life, and not being divided into different pieces from self-distractions. Technology and the right music would be a helpful support system for your meditation practice too. I use an app called Headspace for daily practice. It's come with different courses that you can select daily. Actually, it can be from mindful walk. From eating and certain priority that you want to focus on for example letting go of anger or just a spontaneous meditation of the day class if you want to be free from the other routine that you find my find is boring I see the benefit of it through the decision making on daily basis increase my memory and reduce the anxiety level as I can detach myself from the current situation and look at the bigger pictures. How am I feeling? Is this things important matter to me now or in the next 2 or 5 years? Should I feel anxious from other people's problems or should I care about my own priority or mental health? And the second one Doing things that makes you feel alive is from your soul set part is actually one of my favorite things to do, but also the things that I'm being neglected the most from a busy daily life. It's like going on a dance, an unplanned road trips by yourself, or with a group of new friends. It can be simple, with a walk around the museum too, or buying yourself new flowers. And to the more extreme one is, our adventurous one, like things that you've never done or tried before, that all make your soul sing. One secret from myself, I'm scared of heights, horrendously. It was not even clear when I was a kid, as I used to jump down from a second floor with my cousin at yes, we were having fun. But it's getting worse during my adulthood, I couldn't climb, going up the hill or even being near the rooftop ceiling. This fear kind of controlled my soul in a way, and just for this year, I have done two new things to conquer my fear. One jumping off from a three-story boat, and the second one trekking up on a ten, that 1,000 meters rocky steep mountain. And you know what? It was scary at the heck out of me. I already want to give up the moment I step near the edge. It's scary, frightening, and it's all possibly could happen to in your head. I'm already sick in my stomach, but the moment you're able to did it, that final moment. It was the best feeling ever, that your soul is completely free from all the boundaries that lock your chance to experience life. I feel alive, I'm grateful and proud of myself tremendously to push yourself to cross the border of comfort zone. And you know what? Life welcomes me with all arms after that. And the third one, be in nature workout on a daily basis that equipped of body set. The crucial practice of daily life for me is getting your body moving. Physically, it can be 30-minute jogging around your neighborhood, a pilate class or vinyasa flow of yoga in the morning. Anything that can make your heart pump up and focus more on your breath. Actually, breathing is a holy ritual of being alive, a signal that you can still hear and be here to live a meaningful one. It's the same for me. I mix different exercise activities from like extreme ones, surfing, crossfit, boxing to yoga or like meditation or just a soft Pilates whenever possible. I bring myself to the gym or running track. It's like a temple to my mind body and soul combine and showing my gratitude to honor my body and taking good care of it so um, that is the process that I share you know about the the approach that I'm practicing mental health a self-learning on daily basis I know this is just a beginning of our mental health discussions since this is a whole journey and process not a destination so it would be interesting to be able to exchange and discuss found a found community to share similar passions with me and with you so how about it, what was your f- definition of mindfulness and what are the most meaningful things for you right now think about it and share with me your op- observations and we we'll definitely catch up next time